Welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast, where we bring you immersive, inspiring, and international travel stories from travelers around the world. It's that time of week again. It's time for Hayden's Travel Tips. This week is slightly different, for I have a guest with me. My guest today is Guy Earnshaw from the previous episode on Monday, where he he showed us his hilarious story about Australia, and he's back for some travel tips. Hey, man. Hey, man. How are you doing? Thank you for having me back. Yeah, it's it's always a pleasure to have you on. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and for yeah. those of you that didn't listen to the last episode, go and listen to it. And if you still haven't listened to it, if you still haven't paused then and then gone back and listened to it and then gone back to this episode, then I've known Guy for, what, 10 years? Something like that? Maybe more? Even longer now, I think, since you were a boy running away from physical education. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Who would go to PE if you can go down the road even further and just play music, you know? That's right. Play music, and I think at the time all we ate was super noodles. Oh, can't Remember? be a bit super noodles. That's yeah. like the English uh, ramen, isn't it? It is. Yeah, man. So today we're talking about planning. So it's tips on planning during traveling. Now, we have differing opinions on this, right? Yeah, slightly. Yeah, so I'm not much of a planner. I'm, as you can tell from the last travel tips, I like to go out there and, and have everything, have life happen to me. You know what I mean? And just kind of, just see what happens, man. Cause I think if you have plans, it slows you down in the way that you're not as flexible as you could be. And then you don't, if you're invited to somewhere, you can't go there on a whim. You can't do anything on a whim, you know? And what are your thoughts on that, man? Because I know you differ very slightly towards it. Yeah, I guess the main area I differ is I like to plan. I find the process of planning fun. I love being sat around a map and all the what ifs and we could try and then making a plan and actually doing it. You know, I, I uh, nearly every day I write a list of what I need to do. I even put a satisfying tick mark in there. I like ticking things off and going through things. Um, but where I do come and meet you is never be married to your plan. Mm. If an opportunity comes up, as you profess many times, say yes. Absolutely. We'll make that tip number one. Never be married to your plan. Look and at that. Yeah. I love that, man, because... It's kind of, it's getting best of both worlds because you're able to plan and you're able to enjoy that as you do. And you're able to, you know, make sure you've got all the right places that you do want to see on, on the schedule. But then you, you are still open to the new experiences. It's kind of the best of both worlds. It's yeah. a good idea, man. That's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. For sure. I remember a time when, uh, on my last trip around the States, we went to, uh, St. Louis as we were driving, heading back west. And we thought, oh, you know, we're going to be there for one night. We're staying with a couch surfer. I guess we'll just like go get some food or whatever. Um, but then she had these plans. Her friends were coming and we could go along with them. And it ended up being one of the best nights out I've ever had in a town that I thought, I'll just get some food and uh, go to sleep, wake up nice and early and get, have a long day of driving. Uh, yeah, I just followed what she said and it was amazing. Mm, yeah, man, it's happened to me so many times as well. Like when I, I, cause I rode a motorbike from the south of Vietnam to the north and I, the planning I did for that was kind of backwards in a way. Instead of saying, right, I'm going to take this route and take that road and then I'm going to head to this town. I would, I would get on my bike and leave. And then when I got to the town, I would get out my big giant map that I think I've shown you, uh, my big giant map, and I would draw on where I went as opposed to where I was going, you know? I would try and remember which road I took, just so I've got a 
uh, I kind of, so I've got it there. And I think that was kind of, that's another way of bringing the, the fun of writing it all down and getting it all ticked off, but still it, it being able to experience which way should I go? Should I go this way or that way? You know? Yes. And that's something I've definitely done in the past as well. Yeah. I think there is definitely something satisfying, right? About having that physical map. Again, you, you, the example you got was on the road. I think there's something that just says, that you're on an adventure, mm. whether you're doing it post the, post the journey or pre the journey. That just gets me so excited. When you say travel and planning, that's the positive image that comes to mind to me. Yeah. So should we say tip number two, have a physical map? That's right. Like we said in the previous episode on Monday, a lot of travel is about your mindset whilst traveling. And I think having a physical map does a lot to change that mindset because like you said, it brings you on... It, it, you're in an adventure now. You're not just going and seeing what happens. Well, you are, but it, you're, you're now a traveler. You, you know, it's second only to a traveler hat. You know what I mean? Yes. And it primes you for the day, right? Like a, a set of sunglasses on the side. You just know you're in a place where the weather's great. As soon as yes. you wake up, it primes you for that. And I think another point to raise when you say about having a physical map is, um, that, in one of your other travel tips episodes, I remember you saying something about Google Maps or having a phone. And I, on my last trip, I was like, oh, we don't need to use our phones. Come on, we're free spirits. And we soon found out after a few days that having a phone is a great tool. And just like having a motorbike or a car is, they can make travel better. Um, but there's something about having that real map too. And even if you're using uh, GPS always i think have that map because it's one of the greatest um one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself i'm trying to think of the word that i'm after what is it called <laughs> we'll never know we will never know it is lost in the abyss <laughs> so what do you think about when you're when you're planning bigger trips so you're not just planning a road trip or anything like that you're planning right i'll go to like a like a world travel you know you can buy a world travel ticket right i'll go to brazil and then from brazil i'll go to california from there i'll go to germany what do you think about that it's kind of on a grander scale do you think that kind of needs more planning because you've got the flights and everything included in that you could lose money and stuff like that what are your thoughts I think it's the same essence. I think you do need to have a plan because if you're buying your tickets last minute every time, that's unreliable or, you know, it may, not, it doesn't really make it a feasible trip every time unless you have, you know, unlimited resources. Um, but don't be married to it. Changing that one flight, if that opportunity comes up, um, I think is worth it. Mm. So what do you think people should kind of base their plans around is it the things that they want to see in each country or their bucket list or uh, i mean a lot of people plan like right i'll go here and then here is next to there so i'll kind of go here you know what i mean it's more of yeah. a more of a geographical plan uh, yeah what do you think about that how should people plan when they're going on a big journey and like maybe the planes don't line up in the right countries and everything like that what do you think yeah, I think you do a mix, right? So you plan, oh, on this trip, I want to do this bucket list item. I also want to do these lighter experience things. I want to try this specific cultural thing. And the, one of the advantages, you know, of planning ahead a little bit is you can see, oh, I get to do my bucket list thing. I can do my skydive and it's right next to this beautiful creek that I want to go see and so on. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a, an example where planning 
can facilitate achieving more of your travel goals. Yeah, so here's one I was thinking about, getting a handle on your money. Let's make that tip number three, get, get a handle on your money. So like, there's two things with this. So researching how much things are going to cost, flights and to stay somewhere and everything like that, light, light research on that, but also saving. How are you going to save and everything like that? What do you think? Yeah, definitely. You have to make it so that you can keep the travel going. You don't want to be partway through and then run out of money and have to somehow find a ticket home or even worse, lessen your experience and have to cut down what you actually do there. And I have definitely been in that situation before. I have spent all my money. I remember when I was in Australia, I went to Perth and it was the first time I'd ever been to a casino late <laughs> at 18 years old. And did I leave my debit card at home? I did not. <laughs> and that taught, that taught me a great le lesson. And I was very lucky. I was at the end of my trip. So mm. it wasn't too disastrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that could have e easily, easily gone, gone very wrong. Yeah. So keeping a handle on your money and knowing you're going to have enough to fulfill all your, all your travels and everything like that, yeah. especially if one of those things comes up out of the blue. Hey, man, we're all going to this island. You, you're going to want to have the, the funds to go do it. You know, that's, yeah. that's yeah. being married to your brokenness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, here's one. So tip number four, check for last minute deals. What are your thoughts on last minute deals, man? I've had a couple myself. They tend to work out for me. Yeah, you, you, my friend, are the master of travel deals anyway. Um, <laughs> I always come to you for advice, like, how, how do I find flights here? And you've always got some guru stuff. Um, so I'm going to leave this one in your very capable hands. Right. Last minute deals. So yeah, I've had a couple of experiences with this. It, go, it kind of goes with the being married to your plans thing. You know, if you're in London, right, and you think, well, I'm going to go to France or, you know, I'm going to go to Spain or something, right? And then you notice there's a last minute deal to go to Italy and it's 90% off. You know what I mean? Those last minute deals can change your plans. They, they are those things that they, they are that guy that comes up and says, Hey, we're going to the island. You know, they're the, that, those things that come up. That's how last minute deals can affect you greatly. And once I was in, uh, I was in New York. I talked about this in the last episode, I believe. I was in New York and I missed my flight. It was in the last travel tips. That was it. I missed my flight and I had to get a last minute flight. And I went into Skyscanner because Skyscanner is one of my favorite things to use for flights in it's fact, the greatest that, it really that, is. that's honestly that's the best gift you've ever given me is uh skyscanner in fact you know what i'm gonna make that uh tip number five use yeah. skyscanner right this can go for last minute deals as well because you can get some great ones on there use skyscanner now what i do with skyscanner don't use it on the computer use it on your phone right get in there say right i want to go from heathrow to madrid right and then put in a r rough date um, and then you can hit the button where it shows you all the prices on all of the days, right? And then you can just scroll across, scroll across, scroll across. And then you'll see one, one of the days, the Saturday will be 500 bucks. And then you, the Sunday will be 200 bucks, you know, and you can just save so much. I mean, London to Norway, five pounds, man. That's Ridiculous. Unreal. Skyscanner is amazing for planning because you can kind of plan your journey around when the awesome flights are, you know? If a cheap flight 
if the flights from New York to uh, New Delhi are incredibly cheap in July, then you know if you're in New York in July, you should probably go to Delhi. And then if you're in Delhi and you look and oh, if, I can, if I'm in Delhi, then the cheap flights to Bangkok are kind of, you know, are in September. So I'll go there then, you know, yes. and it can really help with your planning. And if you are planning and you've got a concrete plan, add in some Skyscanner in there, see what your rough costs are going to be. Man, this goes back and get a handle on your money, you know? does. Another thing to add to that as well on Skyscanner is that's just, they've now included that feature where you could see it, you know, day by day and see that calendar view. That is on the website. Oh, is it? And also, it shows you a month by month, which is the cheapest month generally, and then you can bounce straight in there. So they're just making it easier, even easier for you to save money. It's great. Perfect. That's absolutely perfect, man. And I think we'll leave with one more travel tip. I think we got to call out couch surfing, man. How yes. rad is couch surfing? It's the greatest. I fell in love with it uh, on my last trip, um, and it is something that to get the full advantage out of uh, couch surfing, you have to give your potential hosts enough notice. If you're doing that last minute, sometimes you'll be able to find somewhere to stay, but not frequently enough to make it a reliable accommodation source. Mm. That's yeah, man. been my experience. Yeah, same. And well, it's it's kind of happened happened pretty pretty well for me. I was in Indonesia, and I think it was the day that I arrived. I, I sent out a thing on on couchsurfing, like, "Look, I'm in Indonesia," and then maybe three people were like, "Hey, come come crash," you know. And then the, another good thing about couchsurfing, man, I have said this before as well. I was in Saigon, and I put a thing out, "Hey, I'm in Saigon." And there were so many people, all girls for some reason, but there were so many people that were like, hey, let me take you around. Let me show you around yeah. my city. They just want to hang out with you and show you everything. And that can be, that can influence your planning. They'll say to you, hey, man, you, you really got to go check out this market. You really got to go down south and check out this, you know, and that can really influence your planning. That all comes yeah. from couch surfing, man. Definitely. Couch surfing. We could probably do a whole one of these on uh, couch surfing, in fact. But yeah, I mean, I have had times where I got lucky and they saved me. I remember we had awful car trouble and we were coming down the coast of Oregon and we had, we weren't going to reach where we were going to stay and we were literally going to have to spend a night in the car. Not that bad, let's face it, mm -hmm. but you always want a bed to stay. And we contacted the last person in this town that we could get the car to. Um, and she was like, yeah, I'm not home right now. Um, here's the code to my lock. Get the key. Please don't let the cats out. Feel free to play with them. And we just got to let ourselves in. She takes us. I'm not going to be home tonight. Maybe I'll see you in the morning. Maybe not. And let us go. And we had a place to say someone let us into their home without even being there at last minute. There were plenty of times, though, where we had to stay in the car because we didn't plan. Staying in the car is not too bad, man. It really isn't that bad. But when you're 6'4 and you're staying in a <laughs> tiny pickup truck, Lee, you know what I'm saying? You start to wish for a little bit of a king-size bed. <laughs> I know what you nice mean. Nice little pillow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm six foot. I was in a, uh, a Holden Commodore, you know, so it's kind of, yeah, I've been there, man. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> a truck, man. I, I, I was praying for a pickup truck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is like that uh, old Monty Python's bit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's I do. Like, oh, you, your dad beat you with a stick. My dad beat me with a stick that were on fire. <laughs> you had fire at your house, weren't you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Anyway, this is great. So that was one, two, three, four, five, six. That was six travel tips. That was six tips on planning for travel. 
Uh, thank you so much for coming on. And you guys, how did you like Guy coming on this Travel Tips episode? Do, do you want me to do more with other people? Email me at Hayden at TravelStoriesPodcast.com, H-A-Y-D-E-N, or on Twitter at TravelStoriesUK. I do answer everything. Thank you so much for doing this with me, dude. It was great. Yeah, thank you very much. And I'm just going to say, actually, that uh, for couch surfing, give a little shout out. If anybody is passing through Shrewsbury mm-hmm. in the UK, um, jump on couch surfing and look out for my girlfriend, Fiona. She's on there. Um, and you're more than welcome to come and stay with us. Wicked. Well, we'll have to have you back on to talk about couch surfing. That sounds perfect. Wicked. Thanks again, dude. Thank you. No worries. See you later, dude. Bye. Mm-hmm.